Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, good morning. It is another wonderful NFL Sunday, and we are covering the NFL Goodness, I think I'm so excited that I'm losing my voice. We are talking wild cards who completely will not make it to the postseason and the hopes of two teams battling for first place to make it to the postseason. So we had an event-filled show, so event-filled. We can even let our intro play. We are super, super, super excited. So right now, I have Mike and Michael on the line. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. guys. What's going on? Uh, it's, it's shaping up to be a very, very exciting end, you know, end of the season as we get down to it, you know, who would have thought that at this point in the season we would be having conversations about, you know, some teams who no one probably thought would make it or have the opportunity to play I know, um, in the absolutely. postseason. You know. This is absolutely um, awesome. I think at this point, you know, we are definitely getting down to, you know, seeing what teams are made of. It's getting a lot more exciting. Uh, you know, obviously the teams that are like 10-1 and, and all of that stuff, we, we expect those. But it's the teams that have, you know, the 6-5 and five records and, you know, that and you know, around that sort that are really keeping the industry, especially in the wild card part, uh, you know, going into it. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be, you know, as we get it narrowed down. I'm hoping that my prediction comes true from a couple of weeks ago that we'll see the Bears in the playoffs. I did say that, and everybody was like, I remember was like, Hey, they got they, they could wild happen. card life, and we're gonna talk about that. They're wild card yeah. life, so that's that's, that's a little saying. different. If it, 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 it very well could happen, you know. I mean, and that's the one thing about football. Period is that it's opened up to anybody. You know, at any given time, a team can get hot, and the hot teams can go cold. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to shape out. I'm really excited about it. How about you, Mike? Hold on. Hurt my. Uh, they. I'm disappointed in the Lions because they hurt my. My prediction about the Packers losing streak and the Bears winning streak <laughs> shouldn't be too mad because they started the Packers losing streak. But uh, I know they didn't start it, but they helped. They they helped continue it in the NFC North. Uh, but uh, to be all honest. This has been one of the best NFL seasons and worst NFL seasons of, of all time that I can remember. And for the reason of the fact that so many teams are losing, right. everything competitive. Because it's usually two or three teams at the top and everybody else is at the bottom. Uh, now, granted, it's still the Patriots and the Panthers are at the top, but after that, we have a lot of competition everywhere else. And with that competitive uh, thing going on, um, there's in the NFC alone, you have the four division leaders. Then you have the Packers at, what is it, I think seven and five. And yeah. you have then the Seattle Seahawks at uh, six and five. I mean, you have four, five, and six teams. One of which is the Bears. Yeah, that's right. Like I said, man, it's getting real interesting. 
Let him. You don't have to try and sack him. Just keep him in the pocket. The sacks will come. That's it, man. I'm telling you. And that's then have they focused on that part of it? You know, I, the like, sacks like will you just come. Media, you know, you said they were doing that the first half. Now. And they did it. They did it in the first half. I don't know what made them change, but uh, I also say two of the reasons why the Bears were able to maintain last week was because of Kyle Fuller and Tracy Porter. Uh, you may be able to say that it might not have been the rushing of the Lions that failed in the second half. It might have been the quarterbacks that failed in the second half because a lot of the Bears sacks last week or mm-hmm. or hits on the QB were more or less coverage sacks than they were yeah. true rushing sacks. They really – and I agree with you there because the coverage was great last week. Um you know, like you said, Fuller uh, did a great job. Porter stepped in, and he was amazing. I think he had like three or four knockdowns or pass breakups or whatever. You know, but – and that's the one thing you have to do against the Aaron Rodgers team is you have to be able to – you know, you have to be able to slow down his wide receivers. And if your, you know, if your defensive backfield isn't doing the job and he has time to run around, yeah, he's going to get you. I mean, it's just, I mean, we've seen it, you know, season after season, pass after pass, you know, you know, and everything. So I, I, just, I think at this point it just makes no sense for okay, Green Bay we, to, uh, you know, for that to happen. <laughs> That's just crazy. I mean, uh, I, I saw someone say it this week or heard someone say it this week, that win only ha- uh, for the Packers only happens under two circumstances. Circumstance number one is if they're playing the Cleveland Browns. Circumstance number two, if they're playing the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions seem like they go looking for ways to lose. Uh, I will also add, there's a million people that can get on the Lions for how, A, they should have let the Packers come back. There's also a million people that can say, well, let's spend some time on the fact that that should not have been a face mask. Because the rule states that you have to grab and hold and pull. You're allowed to touch the face mask as long as you don't jerk at it. If you touch the face mask, your hand immediately moves away. It's not a face mask. And then another thing, as far as gamesmanship is concerned, and this is something that a lot of QBs have started to do, they wear a loose chin strap, so the helmet looks like a face mask even when it isn't. And Aaron Rodgers is notorious for it. Then if you go a step further, one, there were no people short on the Hail Mary. Why is your leading sack person, your leading rusher, Ziggy Ansah in the flat? And then... Even with those two things, why do you let Aaron Rodgers get out the pocket? Because he needed a running start just to get the ball 61 yards in the air. Without that, his ball does not get that far for the Hail Mary to actually happen. So there were so many things that went wrong leading up to that. Any yeah, thoughts? Any questions? It was, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's bad when you have the ES, 
And when ESPN is like, you should have had um, Calvin Johnson on the field for the Hail Mary at least to defend, just to have somebody there come that go up and get the ball. You know, and while I know the excuse for the Calvin Johnson reason and the Ziggy Ansler reason is the same reason, I think it's a crappy excuse. Because the Calvin Johnson reason and the Ziggy Ansler reason is the exact same reason. They didn't put our Calvin Johnson in for the Hail Mary because they didn't fathom that they would try a Hail Mary. They left Ziggy Ansler in the flat acting covering nobody. He wasn't covering Aaron Rodgers, nor the Hail Mary pass, because they expected a short route pass with many laterals. Honestly, if your the mini laterals means nothing to me because your DBs could can run forward. This is not about just time left on the clock. If there were ten seconds, fifteen seconds left on the clock, I might give it to you. There's no time on the clock. If all you need to do was sixty one yards or was it uh yeah, sixty one yards 61 to come yards. up to come up and tackle somebody, so let's say they go for the short route, and let's say he gets 50 yards. You still have 10 yards to tackle somebody. So tackling, so that to me meant instead of rushing three, you rush four. They have rushed four all game, and then on the final play you only rush three. On one of the best quarterbacks of getting out of the pocket in the NFL, seriously, that's what they did. I'm watching the replay right now, and it's, it's you know, it's sad, man. You know, I, you look at – I just saw one player get uh, blocked in the back, but they didn't call that. And then he just launches the ball. Just like, whatever, I'm going to just let it throw up. And, and, and it's hard for us to say that they didn't know that the Hail Mary was coming because putting all the damn DB, you know, all the DBs down here were cleared out. But they let two – from what – let me let me look at it again. Hold on, I'm going to call one – Two, three, four. They let four wide receivers leave untouched. They had no contain on them whatsoever at all. And then he just lets the ball fly. So I'm looking at one, two, five Green Bay players down around the ball versus seven of the Detroit Lions players. Oh, the ironic thing is, if you look at that play a little closer, um, the Packers pointed it out, and others pointed it out. Richard Rodgers was not supposed to be where he ended up being. His job was to be boxing out like a uh, defensive rebounder. He was supposed to box out so somebody else could catch the ball. He ended up breaking his route. To catch the ball. To catch the ball. So he wasn't even supposed to be anywhere near the ball. <laughs> nowhere near the ball, and he's the savior. It's crazy, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I like you, you guys talk. I'm I'm over devoting time to the Lions. I've opened up several <laughs> shows, given them 30 minutes. I was rooting for them, and I got bamboozled yeah. again. And man, this, I'm, I'm, this, I'm right there with you. Right because now, we have we, just, we, are, we, we, we try, but it's it's, <laughs> it's there, are, there are a lot of things that have to be, and Martha Ford sees it. So she started with the changes. I am so ready to see what this offseason is going to look like when it comes to this Detroit Lions team and yeah, what changes will be next. I don't think they're going to have a lot. 
I, I, I really don't think. I think they're going to do a lot of shaking up. Obviously, this Ford is unhappy, especially, especially when you look at, you know, you, you're up by 20 and you lose by four. You know, which in, in any side, on any side of the ball or any any uh, capacity, whether it be high school, college football, whatever. If you have that much of a lead and you blow it, yeah, I'm sorry, man. It, it's, it, does, it doesn't say a lot about you as a team. You know, not about positive anyway. You know, the, I, I agree. We have devoted a lot of time to. I think we've we opened the show with them pretty much like every week. Uh, Honestly, they've the gotten since, about since three, four great weeks ahead of us. Um, we yeah. tried. We we did. We we tried. And we're. It's not a give up. as though we're walking away and leaving them on the corner and like you know, hope you find your way home. But you know, their season's pretty much over. They're they're just playing their games out. We know they're going to have a pretty decent draft position unless they made some pretty bad decisions, which I'll have to do research and trades, but I don't think so. I think they're going to have a pretty good draft position. Um, and we're just oh, really yeah. going to have to see what's going to happen with the rest of that staff and, and the team. I mean, there have been talks about, you know, should they get rid of Calvin Johnson? Will Golden Tate be gone? There's been a lot of conversation, and Marka is now officially interacting with her team and the fans. So we're going to see Wait a lot a minute. of the saddest thing about the Detroit Lions, the, the most entertaining thing to watch about them is Martha Ford on Mondays and Tuesdays. That is the most entertaining thing about the Lions. <laughs> so we are watching Martha oh, Ford's that, reaction. Dear Lions fans, that is not the most entertaining. No, that is That's, entertaining. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry. I bet, you, I bet you some oh Lions man. fans are laughing. I enjoyed her. She had her Jackie Onassis gloves on. She was her pearls. She meant that. And he put on my good outfit to see what they're going to do. I posted a picture on, uh, <laughs> on the page of a lion covering his face the other day on our Facebook page. I have to give credit to City Alert's own from Detroit, Michigan, uh, also goes, graduated from University of Michigan, and a huge Lions fan for me to steal that picture from. The Lions fans, they are not hard. They are staying with their Lions fans, but they are literally looking at themselves like, how do we find ways to lose? CityAlert.com and Damon Clark, I got to give you props because I had to steal that picture from you. I agree. I definitely agree with that. It's just, it's sad, man. You know, but hopefully, like you said, uh, when the draft comes around, they'll be able to do, you know, make some changes and develop. Finally, like actually get, you know, get some people where they can have a a winning season of some sort. You know, or at least, you know, at least do better than what they're doing now. Because it's so, they just, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Detroit fans. You know, like many of the memes on Facebook are still sitting there with their mouth wide open, like we can't believe that these cats did this. And even though it's Sunday, we I, can't I believe know, they look but, like that. But on top of that, the adjustments in the game were so bad. When you saw, there were, I mean, uh, there were adjustments. <laughs> he said there were adjustments. There actually were. They just were. They were terrible. Like any adjustments to me. That they is were, what they I just call were not worst. good. Uh, yes. they, they I said it before, Jim Caldwell is horrible at adjustments. Um, the reverse of Jim Caldwell is probably John Fox with the Bears and Pete Carroll with the Seahawks. The halftime adjustment head coach is a commodity in the NFL, and you have to know how to make adjustments. 
And you have to also know when don't adjust because you were doing something right to begin with. Well, you know, that comes down to you have to have faith in your scheme. You know, uh, and it has, and obviously you have Detroit, you know, coaching staff have faith in their scheme from the beginning. Obviously, they, you know, they wouldn't have had, they wouldn't understood they only need to make minor adjustments, not anything huge. You know, you always go back to doing what's working, what works for you. And unless it stops working, you continue to do it. You know, and I don't really see how, you know, at this point in the game, you can just not have the skill of being able to, you know, make halftime adjustments, um, game time, you know, game on the on the game, on the fly adjustments or whatever. You know, these are guys who have been in the league for a long time, so these are things that nobody should have to tell you. You should be able to see and know what's going on because you got a feel for the people, what's going on in the field. But obviously. That didn't work in their favor, and they ended up losing again. You know, I mean, they kind of fooled us with the, what was it, 45-9 win or whatever they had. You know, the week before, everybody was like, oh, shoot, the Lions in, and then they come back here, and it's like, oh, yeah, and they're not doing anything. <laughs> the Lions have it's won back, three back in a row. the same old line. They had won three in a row, and I, basically I believe Mike is uh, referencing the concept, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think the yeah. king of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is probably Ron Rivera with the Panthers. Sometimes some of these coaches adjust when there's not a need to adjust, or at least adjust in areas that don't need adjustment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know I would what? also they, add. They don't do anything for the Lions. They're like, these are our starting players. <laughs> and that's like it. <laughs> now, what I will say, what I will say, the only adjustment I've seen, not necessarily in game, but in season that the Lions had figured out, is it just me or in the early part of the season they were using Calvin Johnson as a decoy, and in the last three or four games well, they figured out well, Calvin Johnson's off, not a decoy. No, if we gonna throw no, him no, the no, ball. No, 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 no. Calvin Johnson was hurt. Still in the early part of the season. Yeah, he so was hurt. hurt in the early part he was hurt. Yep. I don't. Right, so we but had to even, listen to Golden know, Tate's mouth. Yeah, who's been doing anything and still not doing anything? Golden yeah. Tate needs to sit down and has be he, a number has two he, receiver like has he, he is. Well, has he even been a factor this year? He was a, he was a factor in those wins. He was a factor yeah, in those wins. He, he, not, was, okay. he, he was a factor. He was a factor in those wins, but not like. He basically he did what he was supposed to do at his position and the type of money that he's getting paid at those positions at, at his position in those games. It was nothing extraordinary. He was doing exactly what they're like. We pay him this much and he ain't been doing. He finally well, started doing it. So I think uh, the best. I think the best example of Golden Tate would probably be a comparison to T.J. Hushmanzada and also Anquan Bolden. Those two receivers are probably the best number two receivers I've ever personally seen. And when teams try to turn, try to turn both of them into number one receivers, it just didn't work. Now, Golden Tate was forced into having to be a number one receiver because Calvin Johnson was down, but he's not a number one. Just like he's made T.J. Luzmanzada was never a number one. He had... Uh, Chad Johnson on the other side. Anquan Bolden had, at first he had uh, Larry Johnson on the other side. Uh, and then he had uh, Torrey Smith on the other side and the Ravens. So, so 
sometimes it's nothing wrong with being a number two, but know your lane. And sometimes people try to step outside of their lane. And Golden Tate had the mouth of a number one receiver, but had the skills of a number two. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a comparison for you that is tripped out. You had a big mouth, but you're not backing it up with your skills, buddy. You know, I mean, it, and when it really comes down to it, like we said before, it's going to be interesting to see what they do um, with the draft and, you know, if they get rid of Calvin Johnson. Um, if they decide to let him go, who would they get to replace him? And how is that going to either build or, you know, um, break down the team? Because, you, you know, decisions can be twofold. They can be good decisions or bad decisions. And, unfortunately, in football, once you go draft somebody, you never know how it's going to work out. Um, you know, case in point, RG3. You know, um, everyone had high expectations well, he, of him. Well, he, but he did good his first season. Yeah, he, he did, did good his first season. And, 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 and like once he got hurt, it was, yeah. and then he fell on it. And like for him, you know, him getting hurt, I think his, you know, and, and if you come out of your sophomore season and then you get hurt, and and after having a good season, your first season, you know, I, I haven't even it, I, lost. Uh, I haven't even why, lost. Why, faith wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But why are we mad at RG3? Because like if I was a dude and I had like a hella contract like that, and they were like, no, you just a seer. We're going to pay you every Tuesday. I just would shut up. I don't know. I would sit there. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there. And the way his contract is structured, that even if they cut him, they still have to pay him $16 million. Hey, I'll take it. Another thing that I will say that as far as with RG3s is – they didn't do for him, the Shanahan didn't do for him what Harbaugh was doing for uh, Kaepernick. For Kaepernick, and yeah. Kaepernick first year. Yeah. I can, he I can, slowly I can transitioned him out of that running quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Shanahan's tried to go from the transition. And people talk about how great Mike Shanahan was. Well, actually, Mike Shanahan has not done really anything since John Elway. Because people talk well, about and, how well, Mike and John Shanahan Elway was, was talented in himself. John Elway exactly. was from that, 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 that audible was. edition of quarterback that we can't seem to find anymore. So people, yeah, people know I'm a fan of Jay himself. as a quarterback. But, but let's keep honest about Mike Shanahan. Even while Mike Shanahan had Jay Cutler, they didn't win one playoff game. Nope. They didn't win one playoff game. Jay Cutler had good stats, but it, the stats didn't mean anything. Uh, but let's get back to the NFC North because we can keep rambling on no, about the and, Lions. And, and we're, we're going to stop with the Lions. They always get 30 right. minutes out of us. They don't even play <laughs> for 30 minutes. As a team you know, together and love each other. You have a point. Because so, if they did, they would probably have a winning record. I'm just saying. They oh, would wait have a minute, a guys. Have you noticed something? <laughs> What's have that? you noticed something? We've continued our streak of five or six in a week in a row of starting with the Lions somehow. Well, we noticed that today. Yeah, we. We knew today would be. The, I think today is the last day, though. Oh no! Everyone <laughs> has a good reason to start with the Lions. 
This is true. I just, you know. Sometimes but it's I, good I, to not be in the news. Just find a way to be in the news in the NFC North. Well, I mean, it's either one. It's either you either getting good, good, you know, press or bad press. And I think you know, they say they say it's all good. You know, any press, or, you know, good press or whatever. However, I just can't see that. If we keep it real, okay. You know, if we keep it real, the next team that we're gonna focus. Packers are still in the playoff hunt. Every week. Right. Okay. So the next team that we're gonna focus on in the NFC North. Now that we've got those two teams out the box, those are the divisional matchup, and the Lions look. They play football. The next yeah. match is the team that everyone's watching. <laughs> for a wild card run, and that's the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, yes, um, we've got the Redskins, we've got the Rams, and the Seattle Seahawks all trying to bear down Chicago Bears. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the rest of them want to bear down. No. <laughs> oh, the favoritism on this show, my God. Um, they actually play the 49ers today, so maybe they will get a wild card spot. I mean, the 49ers have proven they're only good when they're at home. men and some staff and a payroll. Huh. And honestly, that concludes all the information you probably ever need to know about this season's 49ers because, oh, wow. I don't – and I'm really I truly mad feel sorry for you know, the 49ers. I, I, I was just thinking the same thing, man. I, Seriously, I was. I'm like, because, I'm sorry uh, for him. When you look at how Vic Fangio is going to set his defense to destroy the Niners, it is going to be fun as a Bears fan to watch defense again today, I believe. Well, Vic I, Fangio is hoping. going to go well, out there to hurt people. That's what we're hoping, but let's let's be honest. Um, first off, I'm going to give a moment of silence to the 49ers season so far. Hopefully you guys come out again next year, try a little bit harder. People won't just get up and quit and stuff won't, whatever is going on there. Um, The Bears have been looking really, really good. They've been finishing, which has been the key to them this season. The biggest key to the Bears this season is they've been able to finish. Wow, so they have on to the very end. I, 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 I agree with you. They I have, have to stop not. to agree with you. The finish is something the Bears had to figure out how to do since 2006. Uh, so you're correct, correct, 100% correct. They are finishing games. They are finishing okay, games. Okay, <laughs> um, Jay Cutler is actually looking, not that he actually has accepted this role with the team, but he's looking like a leader on the field. Yes, I know. It's been marvelous. There's going to be interceptions. I mean, the other team does get paid, too, and that that's what a lot of people have to understand. Some teams – and let, you know what? And Giants fans need not ever comment on a Jay Cutler interception, like, in life. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, there's this guy but, named Eli uh, Manning, and he doesn't just throw interceptions. When he throws interceptions, he leaves the league in them. Yeah. I think he just tells the other team, like, come on, right here, right here, right here. You ready? You ready? I'm just going to tell you my own. So, you know, whatever. Jay, Jay has honestly on the field been a leader. We're seeing Jay also do something that um, a lot of people have complained about in the past. And at first I was one of them. We were so used to 
the Marshall Cutler connection and why doesn't he use Alshon and this person was open and Martell is so we're actually seeing Jay begin to share the wealth among the, the adjustments that are made for the running back as well as what he's had to deal with with an injured Alshon during the season so the Bears, what's the 49ers so of course they're going in there with an edge I still don't want them to go in there with a chip on their shoulder because while the 49ers have had a trash season and you can't put it any other way, they've had an awful season from preseason on down, and a lot of it, the front office has been affected. There's been so much. Who would have thought that Blaine Cameron would be starting over a Colin Kaepernick? It's, it's crazy. You know what I'm I said it earlier in the week. I am not afraid of a Blaine Gabbert-led team, but one of the things I think did the best for the Bears was actually losing to the Lions when the Lions still hadn't won a game. I think that woke the Bears up. And sometimes, although you are a professional and you shouldn't need to be awakened. Teams in the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA, from time to time, you need to be woken up. And the Bears, I believe, are awakened by that loss. I don't know if that woke them up because it wasn't like they went on this amazing streak after that. I think they've figured out how to finish games, and they haven't taken anything for granted, and they don't give up. So being awakened to me doesn't mean you go on a winning streak because sometimes being awakened just means you put forth effort. And each effort doesn't but mean you win. We, even, even beyond that Lions win, we've seen them do some pretty bad things. What's, what's happened is they they finally figured it out, at least for what's left of this season. The timing and the adjustments that are made on both sides of the ball have been absolutely awesome. It does not take them 59 plays and 67 drives to realize, you know what, Thank that might you. not be working. Thank they you. figured they're, it out. They figured it out. A whole lot faster, and I've, I've seen them make That is one of the best things I think uh, Adam Gase has done. He realized Jay Cutler has an arm. Also, Jeffrey can run. I'm not going to go three yard pass. I'm going to go 50 yards downfield every once in a while. I will allow uh, Langford to truck somebody. I will allow Matt Forte to go on the outside. I will allow Hey, is your allowing yards. Hey, you I'm putting the allow out there because so many of the previous offensive coordinators would try to force their their philosophy. Perfect word. Yeah. Their philosophy into the game instead of just using what I have. Well, Their game plan well, is not well, always king. Use what you have on the field. Well, I think. Well, Michael, what were you thinking? You know, what were you, what's your thought, Michael? Well, well, any smart. I agree with him. Any smart coach, you know, if you come into and if you've been in the game for a while, which most of these coaches have, man, maybe to play at some level or coach for a long time on different levels. The, the smartest thing you can do is take your scheme and adapt it to what you already have, or you may have to get rid of that scheme altogether because that scheme may not be conducive to the figures that you're using. You know, Wilson has shown up in the last few weeks. He's been great as a you know as a receiver for, for uh, on the receiving end for uh, Cutler, uh, and like we said before, spreading the ball around a lot more. That makes you more number one. It makes you more deadly as an offense because you're not a one trick pony anymore. You know, we know that Forte can run the ball. We know that once he gets going, they tend to do a lot better with uh, the passing game. And today is going to be another test, you know, test of that to see what they can do against a very struggling 
uh, you know, down in their little San Francisco team, you know, who regardless of their record, they're going to still come here to play. They're not going to come here and just lay down and just give the Bears a win. And I don't expect them to. What I do expect, though, is for the Bears to continue playing on the level that they have the last few weeks, you know, and, and to either stay in the game, you know, and keep it close or at least keep it interesting. I doubt very seriously it would be like a blowout. Like I mentioned, you know, even with the um, with the Green Bay game last week, I said it wasn't going to be a high-scoring game, and it wasn't, you know, by any means. And if they come to play like that today and they finish up, I believe, you know, when we when it's all said and done, the Bears should come out victorious. Any no mistakes, no turnovers, you know, things like that, you know, because we have seen them go a whole an entire game with no penalties, you know, and so we know it's possible for them to play mistake free. We know it's possible uh, for them. And to think the game they went with zero penalties, they still found a way to lose. I know, ain't that right? <laughs> <laughs> and that was, to, that was to the Broncos in the game they should have won. I will also add, just to piggyback on your thought of adjusting what you do or adjusting the scheme you create for your team is very important because I still am mad at Mike Barnes thinking that Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, and Tory Holt were walking through that door. <laughs> Trying to make Jay Cutler do seven-step drops. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And for him to trade Greg Olson because he thought, I don't in my system. And for him to talk Lovey Smith into going to get Orlando Pace well after his career was over with. That was just not smart. All of the good coaches adjust. If you look at what Bruce Arians did as an interim coach with the, with the Colts, he was pass-heavy with the Colts. And Arizona, he's been run-heavy. It's all about adjusting. Um, every way championship that the Patriots have had, they have won a different way. One, the first two were with great defenses. Although they almost, I mean, although they lost in 2007, they were going downfield every second. Last year, they had a great defense with an excellent secondary with good runners. So it's about adjusting for what you have, and I have to piggyback and add that to what you were saying, Mike. Yeah, I think it's, a, you know, the one thing they have shown, the new coaching staff under John Fox has shown that, you know, they're willing to take what what they're working with and, you know, improve on it. Uh, they're willing to do a lot. I mean, a lot. You got to think, Peller wasn't really playing the way he's playing the last few seasons, like he's playing playing now. You know, he's a lot more... Uh, for lack of a better word, a lot more of a leader on the field. He's not just out there like, ah, I'm the quarterback. Well, another thing is not you guys. he's a lot more of a leader. He's a lot more comfortable. And- yeah, but I think that has to do with the scheme, too. I think that, you know, that he, he, he has a coach. He was a quarterback coach. You know, who knows how knows how quarterbacks think. I think he's doing, you know, I think he can do, still do a little bit better with reading the defenses and on his audibles, but He's improved in that way, too, uh, you know, recently. So Adam Gase gave him more responsibility, and with more responsibility, he has stepped up and accepted it. 
Another yeah. thing that I like about what the the coaching dynamic of the Bears is now, John Fox is comfortable within his position, and he's not worried about delegating. Too many times, Lovey Smith was afraid of the delegation, and he fired Ron Rivera. I still don't understand that. I don't either, because Ron is cleaning up in Carolina like it's nobody's business. <laughs> still could not figure out how to go get an offensive coordinator. He had like five offensive coordinators in five years. Uh, and then you look at other teams, too many coaches want to be the play caller. John Fox is the head coach. Vic Fancio is the D.C. And Adam Gates is the O.C. Everybody's doing their job. And when you have a coaching situation where a person is comfortable in their job, you see it on the field. Yeah, I think, you know, they're they're definitely working it out right now, like you said, down to the playoffs, and they're looking to hopefully obtain this wild card spot. And it's really going to come down to, you know, what they're doing. Uh, you know, right now, still, uh, they have to. You know, every game you want to get better. You know, and, and yeah, they, they you beat Detroit. I mean, beat uh, Green Bay last week, but it was it was it wasn't a blowout. It was a hard fought win. You know what you what you want to do is see them expand upon those types of things and get better past that point. So that they can, you know, and you want I to. I have a question. Okay, so Mike, I'm gonna Michael, I'm gonna jump in here. How come we mm-hmm. have fun talking about every team but the Bears? You all like knuckle down and get hard nosed. Look, dear Bears fans, <laughs> if your team does not win today, they they freaking it's suck because they're playing the Forty Niners. They got to play they, they want to be in the uh, wild card, which unfortunately, uh, all the high hopes in the off season wouldn't even have you in numbers or in a position to be in the wild card because everybody thought Jay Cutler was going to be like the next Peyton Manning of the season. No, so. I didn't. Let me add that. I didn't. So with that being said. <laughs> That's all you had to say with that. Y'all didn't give me that time. For the man who totally defends that if you guys ever come to any of our bar tailgates and say anything bad about that color, just run up out the door because something is like devilish it's so hot. out of him. It's going to like, come right behind you. Like, with the cat and nine tails is, yeah. <laughs> then it's gonna go. Like, every, you can say anything terrible about the Bears. Oh, you could be like, their socks suck. The defense is awful. Somebody shoot the McCaskies. If you say something bad about Jay Cutler, he will burn you with his eyes. Is something Wait a weird. minute. No, I won't. I'm okay with he people is, not liking Jay Cutler. Not I'm, not, I'm okay with people not liking the Bears. I'm not okay, okay with somebody saying like something Jay stupid and people, watching what's on the field. He's not okay with it. Yeah, he's not. He's not okay. <laughs> he will tell you that he's, that he's not he's okay, okay with it. So. He's really not okay with it. And that's okay because so he can feel like that. You know he's not okay with it. <laughs> no, you know I'm you're okay not okay with people criticizing that. him, but don't say something stupid. Like the most common but, one that I get but, is yeah. that Jay Cutler's not tough. With the exception of this year, Jay Cutler is probably more time on the ground 
there any other QB? Uh, not Aaron Rodgers. Might as well just bring the cannon out and just blow your head off at that point if you're going to give it up like that. 
you know, but to just but to just show up and be like, hey man, we're in Cali and it's sunshine outside, and oh by the way, we're playing football, <laughs> you know, under the helm of you know, um, I'm trying to think of a clever way Play, to say his but- name. Over water. We're gonna talk. Uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Score predictions: Forty Niners, Bears. What's up? Um, I'm actually going with the Bears for the win. I'm going with the Bears for the win. I would like for it to be a blowout, so I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I'm going with the Bears anymore. It's going to be a better win. Wait, what did you say? He said they better win. Oh, most he can't even sit down. Did he throw your hands? <laughs> 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 he, he wants them to be just like this when they grow up. Can you up. do this for me every single game? Can you do this? Coach, not only will I do it for you, I, 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 I yes, yes, I'll do it for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mike said right there. Bears, you, you better do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> to be Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston talking about sin. That's how you think the body is. Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston. The Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> All right, talking about the same. We're talking about the Bears, right? Not the 85 Bears. I'm going with the Bears for the win. Uh, let's see. If I have to pick a point. I don't know. I think the Bears got them by at least a touchdown or two, definitely. I definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. If, if the Bears have less than 14 points, a 14-point lead at the end of the game, then, mm. I don't even be have a word okay with less than a 10-point win as if the as if the not time. I, I don't think you want to be less than a 10-point win. I think you want to be more than that. Um, you know, like if you if you if you can't blow, I'm sorry, if you cannot blow out a three and eighteen, something's wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, something's wrong. They're three and, and eight. I'm not saying they're bad. And it's a beautiful day outside. It's crazy, though. Wait a minute. It's so outside. It's not freezing. It's great weather here in the shop. Yeah, you can tell we are definitely from Chicago and the Midwest in general, because Cass also loves Minnesota. I live in Minnesota. Uh, it's forty three so, degrees outside, so, and we're so, excited. So, right. Who it is? Hey, uh, so real quick, off the subject, I'm flipping through Twitter, you know, and I'm looking at um, the Saturday night, uh, Saturday night football thing on NBC, right? And so why are they doing a comparison and says Steelers head coach Coach Tomlin looks like Omar Epps. Even his wife agrees. They can't tell the part of Omar Epps. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. <laughs> Uncle and nephew something. I think that's funny, man, because they do – I'm looking at the comparison. They favor, they do favor each other a lot. That is hilarious to me. Hilarious. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, anyway, back to that. Um while we're at it, happy 23rd birthday to Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football. We hope you get your situation together so you can be on the field and not in the rehab facility. I, I, you know what? Uh, I'm going to let that go. But, but wait a minute. I don't, play, like, literally, I don't get it. And I have to that word a lot today, but i got to go back. This has been too much of a big deal with him. But for what? They don't. 
don't like him. Why? I don't. Know, that's I don't know. know I can I don't even know what the what, what the big draw is. I think there was so much hype about him being Johnny Football, you know, last year when he came out, and you know, and he hasn't proved to you know, he's still a kid, and that's that's how I look at it. Like you know, everybody talks about well, why is he at the clubs drinking and stuff. I'm like, y'all do realize he's only 22 years old, right? You know, he's well, not in his well, 30s. Well, that's, that's like 85 percent of the league, though. Like, thank you. I'm like a bigger problem is. They just, they just, they just I, don't like. He's not the all American quarterback image dude. That they, they, they can't, they can't deal with that. Exactly. There's two problems for more, and they, and they didn't get it. Johnny Manziel wanted to get drafted in the first round. He should have shut up. Because the Cleveland Browns are what? Sorry. The team where quarterbacks quarterbacks go to die. And then how many QBs were drafted at the number twenty two oh. slot? Five, the Cleveland Browns, and they're all AKA like three other ones. They're all at home. They're all at home. QBs go to die in Cleveland. It is not the you know. I mean, come on, man. It's like there. It's like he probably had a better chance in Detroit. Yeah, he would have. He'd have had a better chance than Trump. I still think he gets a bad rap, but honestly, the only way that he can come up under that. Right. And he, if, he's got to change his style of play. He has yeah, to he's got to adapt ball. to the game. He, he's got to play ball. That's I don't disagree. Way. He needs to change his style of play, but it, it had been proven in that game against the Steelers that he was starting to get it. Additionally, Just style of play. Uh, we can run down a list of people that needed to change their style of play, but what do you? Good coaches transition people so that it's not a shock to people's system. Mike didn't get it. Mike wanted, and he said no. And then I would ask, it's partially. His own fault by forcing himself to get drafted in the first round. He was not put into an apprentice situation. Had he got drafted in the second round or third oh, round, he'd have been cool. He'd have sat. He'd have been. He'd have been sat. He'd have sat down for a year. He got the tutoring. You know, I don't. I, I, how to get I think he's at the wrong team. Even no, though something like that, he's at the wrong team. He's definitely on the wrong team. He's definitely on the wrong team for an apprentice I'll situation. They should have. Yeah. That should have never been the team. Not we can run down a list of people when you're drafted by a good team. They sit behind people. One of the most famous ones. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Aaron Rodgers sat behind Presser. For years. I mean, even, and even people if you forget. look at Tom Brady. He did the same thing. He did the same when thing. When Drew Bledsoe was having an MVP season. Right. And that's the only. If it wasn't for for what happened with him, if it wasn't for his injury, you know, yeah, we, we would have. Nobody would ever see what Tom Brady. People were worried. Wow, well, will Tom Brady be able to to keep up after having such a great season? <laughs> yeah. Behind Peyton Manning, and at least learning how to learn in the film room. Right, and I think he's going to be a beast too. Six, eight quarterback dudes. That's nice. How many teams have you looking up? None. 
<laughs> Most looking. of them do, really. Most of them do, but he's throwing. He's looking down at them like, damn, what's up, dog? He's throwing. Let me throw this ball down to you. And, and and since we've already, you know, pretty much taken the Bears, we think that, you know, everybody's agreed there. You know, we're hoping for a win today, uh, you know, from all three of us. Um, score-wise, I think, you know, we can agree that if it's not a blowout, you know, I can't say it looks good for the rest of the Bears season if they don't really handle San Francisco today, you know, by a large margin. I can't margin. either. You know. I can't um, either. So, so I really think that they're going to have to show up, and they're just going to have to put it up. And if they don't, you know, that little wild card space right there might may possibly go to somebody else. So they're going to have the ball. Back. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, it's probably yeah, – I'm, I'm with you, Cass. It'd probably be a by touchdown. So maybe like 2013 or something like that. I'm, I'm thinking somewhere in that right. form. I would love to see them put, have the, the 49ers right. down by two touchdowns, but definitely. Exactly. You know, but I think Definitely that, one. You know, um, unless, they come and they, unless they just come out and just light it up today, you know, and, and get it rolling – Right from the jump, and then just put, you know, you got to step on the gas and keep it going. And if they can do that part of it, then I think, you know, we'll see that. Because let's be honest, it's not like the Bears have put a lot of points up on the boards this year. You know, they ain't hit the 45, you know, mark or anything like that from what I, do, from what I remember. I and it's, and it's pretty obvious the team that they wanted to stop and wanted to beat in Lambeau, and so they did that. So yeah, that's been a you know, goal so. that they've been chasing for several seasons. So now that that's behind them, Okay, right. let's, now let's, let's see. continue to see this fight. Wait a minute. Do you realize the last three Bears coaches all achieved something? Their first win, their their first time coaching in Green Bay, they won. That, that's fine. Lovey Smith? Lovey Smith that's won his first game in Green Bay. Even Mark Trestman won his first game in Green Bay. But, and but so did that, 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 and, that's not, that and, that, and that doesn't take anything about take anything away from that. And that's a you know a, a, for a, for the rivalry. That's a good point. But from the standpoint, but of the this season, season that was the and, whole and, you know that's like, like shut them down. The, the, fo- the focus has to be from now. So y'all like, just gonna poo poo all over my fun Bears fact. Yeah. Well, because right now, this season, you have to think about it. The teams that they, the two teams that they thought would be at the top of the seat, at the top of this conference, we're going to be the Bears and the Packers battling it out. And no one right. even thought that the Vikings would not only sit at number one, they've been back and forth with the Packers for number one. And we're definitely going to get into my squad next because I, I've got some offensive issues with them, one person. Have, but um, nobody has to admit. it. So, so one thing that was, you know, all the, the talk was if they get past the Packers, they get past the Packers on, on Thanksgiving, then, well, you know, they may have a heck of a season and they're going to the postseason and they're in the wild card race. Okay, so they've done that. So I don't want to see them slack off from this point. So this right. game is going to show us. That, that, I did right before see the Bears getting more than two to three wins. They have already surpassed my expectations greatly. I thought we, we were going to be in the Connor Cook Bowl. Uh, oh wow! That's the Connor Cook race. I thought was actually going to happen with Chicago, which still might happen because Connor Cook looked good in the early part of the year. The Bears might actually be able to draft Connor Cook as a backup. I think that would be well. I mean, you know, I mean, even if, even in their win, you know, we're, we're going to touch a little bit on the college ball ladies, um, people. Yeah, he's stupid. <laughs> you know, but I don't. I don't think that Connor Cook would be like the best choice. To be totally honest with you, 
I mean, I know he's been the MVP of the Big Ten for the past, you know, twice, two years. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. If you're trying you know, to grab but, your starting but, quarterback, I think he's a horrible choice. Yeah, I wouldn't go that way. No, but what I would think for, is – If you're looking for a viable backup because you're going to keep Cutler around for a while, then it's just, right. okay, he may be a good choice. But yeah. there are still so many other great quarterbacks out there to choose from. You know that can really come here and do some damage and really help the team out in that aspect. But that's for another conversation, ladies and gentlemen. You know when we start to get, when we, we'll do that. When we do, we'll talk about that when the draft goes around, and hopefully these people will go get a, a decent backup quarterback. Uh, you know for us because we can really use it, uh, especially if we're going to roll with Cutler for the next couple of seasons. So based upon that expensive contract that he's going to make. So we'll definitely uh, see how, well, let's how that the, plays out. Let's, go on, let's, let's get on to the greatest quarterback in the NFC North with the Vikings. Are you, are you talking about Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water? Mm, mm. Teddy Bridge over that. Troubled Water. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Good. Yeah, and something that I – That was a good one. Thank you, thank you. you. Probably- I worked on it all night. I wanted to make sure that it sounded cool when it came on my mouth. So I repeated a couple of times to myself. It was like, what can we call him? Teddy Bridge Over Troubled Water. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm going to. This, this is a pretty key matchup. And uh, any other station? you can't have that one. Yeah, you can't have that one. That's mine. I'm going to pick up a patent that joint. <laughs> so right, well, right now we have we're gonna have T-shirts printed up. We got a Seahawks Vikings matchup today. So we got a Vikings Seahawks matchup. Okay. <laughs> I get intercepted every time I try to talk about the Vikings. I'm just gonna shut up. Mike, let her talk. Go ahead, guys. We're going to start picking off the bears. Um, this is a key matchup for both teams. This is um, this is pretty deep for both teams, considering. The Vikings need this game to stay in first place because the Packers came back with the walk-off touchdown win from the football guys. That was amazing. The Seahawks, despite their last two seasons, are playing for a wild-card spot. So they're looking for the W. The Vikings are looking for the W, so this is going to be a pretty good matchup. What we've seen this season from the, the Seahawks secondary has not been what we've been used to. Especially the safeties. And I know we did talk about this in the morning meeting, and I've been watching it the last few weeks. Um, Cam Chancellor and, and crew. With, with, and Earl we're Thomas. Not used to, Earl, we're not used to whatever that is you're doing. And it's okay with me if you do that today, too. It's, I'm, I'm a Vikings fan. Right. I'm okay with that. She was like, the, we're, the, we're not used to what you're doing. What is that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they've they've been a one-two punch for the last two seasons, and so we're seeing something a little different. I think there's a different drive. I mean, we're seeing injuries injuries with with, uh, Marshawn. We are not seeing the same Richard Sherman that we're used to. 
just a different mentality and a different type of drive. So now they're fighting to get to the postseason where before they were just showing up like, we're going to play this game, we're going to embarrass you, and we're going to go home. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with, the Vikings have a squad that can contain them. And not only contain them, the defense can actually take over the game. It's the offense. So thank goodness for one of my, well, for my favorite player. But Adrian had, Peterson, who yeah, only, just, 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 AP, um, little 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 I, I don't mean to, to, to intercept you, but I kind of do. Um, Adrian Peterson now currently has 11,354 yards. He only needs 35 yards to pass Steve Jackson, who has a, who is at 11,388 for the number two, number 17 spot on the rushing list. Um, he needs 142 to pass Brent, who has 11,696 to hit the yes. number 16 spot. So, congratulations, Adrian. We are right here. So what you're saying is by the end of the book, you know, uh, we already know he'll get 35 yards at least in the first quarter, uh, probably the first half. Who knows? First, His, his first touch may be 400 yards. First, first play from the <laughs> they're giving it to uh, Adrian Peterson. You know they are. Always. I you know they are. I will. I will, you know. I mean, it's tough. Right, considering sorry. that considering <laughs> if you look at how many points the, C- the Seattle Seahawks have allowed, even in their very first game against the Rams, when you see how many points that their defense has allowed, I would let Adrian burn them. Yeah. I, I would. They have not yeah, successfully it. stopped the run this season like they have been notoriously known to do. Exactly. If you broke out of that defensive front, that secondary would just catch you like flypaper, like, what's up? What's up? You done already? You done? We got you. You can stop. You stop moving your feet. Don't well, another thing but that has how, been proven – Another thing that has been proven, um, and this year is a good example of it, it's been how well do or how much depth do you have and how well do you react from injuries on the team. Exactly. uh, The Panthers and the Patriots have had depth and it's been that next man up. And in previous years of great defenses for the Seahawks, they had injuries but they had next man up. Well, this season, they this don't have the depth different. that they used yeah. to have yeah, because they have And they just took and a key injury. It's and not we their about fault. Earlier it's because they did so good in the past. When teams came a-calling, well, we know we can't get your first stringer, but we'll take your second and third stringer away from you. So when Jimmy Graham and Marshawn Lynch and a host of other players get injured this season – well, their depth isn't there anymore. No, because when your when first and second line, first and second stringers are hurt, what you got? You know, you get down to the players that don't have as much experience, uh, you know, who have to learn quickly, and you're hoping that they'll produce for you. You know, I mean, it, if you think about it, even though Seattle's not in the same shape, you know, quote-unquote, that they were in the past few seasons, they're still not a bad football team. They may not be winning the way they used to, but it's, I don't think that they're going to walk in, you know, that they're going to take Minnesota lightly, and I don't think that they're a team that Minnesota can take lightly either. Uh, Minnesota can't take anything weekend? lightly. Yeah. Minnesota can't take a single game lightly going into the postseason. They they At still all. have to see the Bears again. I mean, they they cannot take any day. They, they've got to see the Giants. None of this can be taken lightly. They've got to play ball. So I am counting on North Turner to 
really, really, really figure it out. Adrian is amazing. He's amazing to watch. He When he gets focused, he does his darndest to get it done, and he will put the entire team on his back. But there are other offensive weapons that are out there. I, You know what? If the connection from Bridgewater to Diggs is going to work, let it work. I, I, I like that we're seeing more use of the tight end. Kyle Rudolph, Red Ellison have honestly been saving a lot of plays, a lot of downs, a lot of drives. What I don't want to see today, um, there are two things I don't want to see today. I don't want to see the Vikings again get within the red zone and cannot, cannot get a touchdown, cannot score. That is is eating me alive. Worst feeling in football is that. Can I ask you a question of the resident Vikings fan? Yeah. Does North Turner and Teddy Bridgewater realize Mike Wallace exists? I don't think Teddy does. Because when you're in the red zone, what they should be doing is virtually the same thing the Bears used to do with Brandon Marshall, what the Lions do with Calvin Johnson. He's above six feet. He's about 6'3", 6'4". They should be going to the back of the end zone over the top because he's taller than most defenders. On top of the fact, he's faster than most defenders. You can actually stretch him. You you can stretch him and he'll get the ball. And I think that, right. that's, that, that's, that's something that Teddy has to have confidence in. I think a lot of Teddy's bad plays are confidence. And it's, and it's really tripped out because there was a log that actually – did the research, got the stopwatch to really see, like, is this man really holding his ball too long? Like, what, what is going on? And it's weird. <laughs> it really didn't – statistically, it didn't look like it. But when you're looking at the pace of the game and the team that you're playing, you cannot hold the ball like that. Of course, everybody eventually won't be open. So you're flea-flickering balls to whoever has on a purple jersey. You can't do that. You have to come out of that huddle. With so what you're telling me is Teddy Bridgewater is in the back playing with his balls too much? Dear FCC, um, we are a family show. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to not like, yeah. Please, like, ignore that statement, people. <laughs> if, no, their kids, if their kids are listening, no. we apologize. <laughs> With Teddy, I think it's more confidence. Um, he's got to be able to understand that when he sees something after the snap, that's not going exactly the way he thought it was going to go with the play that was called. He's got to – I know he's not an audible kid, but he's got to be like somebody else has to be open. Um, you, I mean, you can't well, let him I keep stuff in Adrian. And you, the utilization of the tight ends, we've got some big tight ends. We've got some – Kyle Rudolph and Red Ellison are some big boys. So it takes a lot to bring them down too. And not utilizing them is well, you know, bad. I think and his arm, Teddy has an arm. His he accuracy may not always be the greatest, but he has an arm. I want to see him use it. I really the, – the safety suck to me. I'm just going to say that. The safeties for the Seahawks suck, and maybe, like, it'll go out into the universe and it'll actually happen because they haven't been great. Utilize Mike Wallace. Mm-hmm. Utilize what? Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is a huge tight end. He's, he's a big guy. They've got to do a lot to bring him down. The whole world – it has to do a lot to bring down Adrian. Adrian runs with like a whole preschool on his back every time he goes to get a touchdown, every time he goes for <laughs> yards. As long as the O-line is ma- are making holes, he does hit them. So they got to play smart football. North has to play smart football. I don't think he can leave that on Teddy's shoulders, not today. 
he he really hit those offensive coordinate that entire offensive coordinating staff. They got to play football today. They've got to look, see what they're working with. Like that's not going to work. They've got to do. They've been really good though, even rotating Adrian in and out of games, just as an, a defense sets up to shut Adrian down. They put Asiata in. They put McKinnon in. So they've been pretty good. Um, one thing with Adrian, we definitely want to watch the fumbles. And I do want to see Adrian kind of, you know, I want to see a couple more passes to Adrian instead of the handoffs because that kind of confused the team last week, too. They're like, you, go, you, threw, you threw the ball him? Wow. <laughs> well, I think it's ready. If they can get into a point to where their scheme allows for them to do be a lot more versatile so and to use the weapons, and a lot of that is going to take, you know, it's going to be on Teddy. Well, they, uh, they're being there. a lot more just, willing to do that. We got to get the right? There we go. That's it. And we got to get him on the page. Just, He's got to be the one that knows do that it, I Teddy. have more than I have more than one weapon. I have more than two weapons. You know, I can beat anybody at any time with what I have. But if he That's doesn't a, and I want have to that type that of you know, if he doesn't have that type of belief, you know, confidence yet, and who knows? Like I said, I, you know, I joke about him needing glasses or whatever, but it's, it's possible. You know, it's very possible he might need. He probably can't see. Maybe he wears contacts. Don't want to wear them on the field, or I have no clue. You know, we'd have to sit down here and I have to talk to him. Like, hey, man, I'm taking get your eyes checked. It's on me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to me, I think sure you from what I see. What I see, I see more of a confidence issue. I see um, <clears throat> when it doesn't look the way that he expects it to look, he has to think about it instead of react. And, and, a, and a quarterback right. that's great at this is Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron Rodgers, you can tell when Aaron Rodgers looks up and he's like, I don't have no. Wait, you know what? Somebody just run, run. Are you running? Okay, we. I don't really know your name, but I don't need you to catch this ball. Right. Well, Aaron, Aaron, as much as we, as but, much as we get on Teddy Bridgewater about that, I also have to say that Aaron Rodgers has receivers to know that time to break the route. Teddy Bridgewater is at fault for holding the ball for so long, but his receivers also need to learn, okay, maybe I should break the route at some point. Mike Wallace, Mike Wallace has broken the route, but Teddy, you can't throw the ball you know, where Mike Wallace ball was initially just... supposed to be if he had to break the route. Like what you throw that, that at his that, feet. And that, well, well, com- and that who... comes down to, you know <laughs> that comes down to, you know, him paying attention. You know, it's, it's, you gotta be able to on the fly as you know, from a quarterback standpoint and even from a wide receiver standpoint. You know, there has to be some nonverbal communication about what's going on on the field. If, if you know that, you know, yeah, you can scramble, but you still see what's going on. That's why I say I think he needs glasses because if you can't see your receiver break off a route and you throw it to where you where he was supposed to be, there's an issue with that. Man, there's you know, an issue. It's not so much, you know, so it, it, and it only comes down to one, two things that I can think of. Either you can't see. You know, or you can't. Or you're confident. You're not confident. You're not confident. Right, your abilities. And that's what we don't need to see today. So if you all, if they have to keep digs on the field for any, I don't care, check downs, whatever, let's let's get it done. If Adrian has to go back and say, okay, let me handle this guy, utilize the tight ends more. I mean, you're going up against a team that they're Super Bowl champions that are fighting for a wild card spot. You right. you got to take advantage of that. You have to you take got, advantage you, of the fact that their secondary is is not what they 
used to be. And they've got quite a few key injuries. Even Marshawn Lynch has not been 100% at all this season. Another reason I want the Vikings to take advantage of it is for the same reason I wish the Bears had taken advantage of the Packers in 2010. No one wants to see the Seahawks in the playoffs. No one wants to see the Seahawks in the playoffs. Because if you play against the Seahawks in the playoffs, remind me, remind me what year was the beast quake that happened when the Seahawks were, what, 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight and they made the playoffs and the beast quake happened and they eliminated the Saints? So yeah, but this is a bad team, teams, though. No, I'm, whether it's that team or not, the whole point is you don't want to see the Seahawks in the playoffs. You yeah, don't know this year. I, I they don't, they I become don't a different this, team. This mm, mm, I, don't, I don't have that feeling this season from them. I, I, I just don't have it. You know, people can throw tomatoes at me if they like. I don't I don't have that feeling from the Seahawks this season. That even if they did make it to the playoffs, like, they wouldn't be one and done. I don't want to see them excelling. I, I don't. And there are, there are plenty of people that felt the same way about the Giants, and they got two rings because of it. Like, oh, I'm not worried about the Giants so, this year. I, I'm not worried about the Giants anymore. I, I didn't, you know, I was. Uh, you weren't. But yeah, there are plenty I, of people that took that attitude. I wasn't. And, I, and, and you might be 100% correct about the Seahawks, but the reality is, I don't want to see any veteran squad in the playoffs. I just don't. Hey, eliminate all veteran squads as quick as you can. I just want to see if the Redskins make it to the wild card game. I'm watching that too. Dude, I gotta see Kirk Cousins. Um, Did you what hear? is going on Did there? Oh my goodness! Because they, whatever they doing out in that spot, whatever they doing. They Did like, you hear hey. Danny Cannell this week? He referenced. Kirk Cousins in the same sentence as Drew Brees and they call Kirk Cousins the next Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. I did. I, I was I, in I shock. Watch it live. I, and then that's going to be another conversation. But today, of course, I'm going to roll with my Vikings to pull it out. My Vikings have to. And this is going to be a battle because both teams actually need this W. To win, yep. Yeah. Uh, they both teams need this W because if the Vikings lose, the Packers get their going spot back, and if the if if and Seattle wins, and so that puts them right in the hole. If everyone wins today, that's trying to get the wild card, they're now all in the tie, which is what we discussed in the morning. Right. I, so want, it's to, I win, want six oh. and six across the board. <laughs> so we're so we're hoping, yeah, we hoping the Bears pull it off today, Minnesota pulls it off today. You know, and, and, and we already know what happened with the other two. I mean, I hate to put it yeah. this way, but Green Bay has already done their job. Now it's up to the Vikings and the Bears to do theirs. Yeah, exactly. They mm-hmm. have, it, it, just think of how it, man, that's going to be an interesting if they can all pull it off. No, it will not be interesting because I will not be interested. That, that, that means that means that's the Vikings. So it will not be interesting at all. If they all were sitting what? at six and six, mm, yeah. no, ooh, that, that would be fun. very fun. I'm actually, actually disappointed mm. that the uh, Lions lost. 
because if the Lions lost, I mean, if the Lions won and the Packers mm-hmm. lost, that would put the Packers at what? Seven and five. Oh, seven mm-hmm. and six. Seven and six. Uh, and the Lions still in the race. And we would have like a seven team fight for two spots. Yeah. Now we have like a five team fight for five. Four five. <laughs> so, you know, I whatever. Go let's go Vikings. I don't wanna hear about a Seattle Seahawks win. I I'm not accepting it. All right, so and, if, and if the Seahawks want to go to the postseason, we want the then, Seahawks to lose, so they'll they'll be six and six. We want the Seahawks to lose. Yeah, we need that. Can Teddy Bridge over troubled water pull it off today? We shall see. I know he doesn't. Tune like in. That. I mean, well, I think it'll be very interesting. How do we? Well, since we're already well, let him overcome it. Let him overcome yeah, his bridge over troubled water. I'm telling you. Especially if they go to the postseason. Especially if they make it to the postseason. He can't play like that. What is that? I don't know what that is. No, he can't. You can't do that. He cannot play the way he's been doing. But then again, the Bears did make it to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. So, you know, I don't know. You know, as long as everybody else. I mean, the the Bears did make it to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's we can't life. we can't forget about Tim Hasselback and and a whole lot of other players that Trent Dilfer winning a Super Bowl with the Ravens. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Is it got to be everybody else? You can you can go far with a with a good defense. The man because people still forget so about Sexy Rexy. <laughs> <sighs> My I'm over here laughing amazing. about the, the last the street about it. We know. They went to the Super Bowl, though, so. <laughs> but I definitely would like to see the Vikings take advantage of the injuries, the position changes, the fact that the depth is not there for Seattle. And um, Seattle is fighting for a wild card spot. And they're, they're you know, they've got to see all of that and take advantage of it. Because I think the offensive coordinating team is going to really make adjustments to get the Vikings through this game. Now, one thing that I want to point out is, can you under can you? Two years ago, we were talking about how dominant the NFC West looked. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about one team in the NFC West, and that's the Cardinals. Two years ago, the whole division was formidable. Even with the Rams mm-hmm. being in last place in that division, no one wanted to play the Rams. The Cardinals were fighting for a wild card and the Cardinals it was wanted to the Seahawks. Yeah, they that was right. their thing. They were like we we, we got what we need to be was here. Must see T V. You had no, to get um, your popcorn ready. Yeah, those were battles. Um yeah, the the and it's weird because as good as the Cardinals are doing and the Vikings actually play them on Thursday, as well as the Cardinals are doing, and yes, they are the talk of the town. They're still not the talk of the town. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, it, when it comes to the NFC, everyone is still worried about the Packers, the Panthers, the 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 Seahawks, and 
Yeah, then the Arizona, and it's like, oh, yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are doing good. And look at what's going on with St. Louis and the Rams, and they could have had a shot. It, you, you, they're like a season underdog. Well, you know what I think it is about the Cardinals? They are at the top of many people's, quote-unquote, power ranking. They're in the right. top five for a lot of power. But what I think it is, I think the average has reserved themselves to believe, okay, the Cardinals are good. We don't need to talk about them. I wasn't looking at it from a fan standpoint. Even as, as much blogging as I have to do and as many shows as I have to watch and tune into and listen to, they're talked about, but it's, it's crazy. The Cardinals can get a win. An amazing win, and I will watch several major NFL shows, and we will spend more time on a Panthers win, on a Bears yeah. win, on a Packers yeah. win, on a yeah. Redskins win, and then you look at the Cardinals' record. The Cardinals are like the Matt Forte of the right now. What I mean, what I mean by that is, we know that Matt Forte has skill. Well, I and think we another problem but I he's think not going to be that number one Bengals. running back coming out of your mouth. Well, the Cardinals and the Bengals have uh, the unfortunate reality of doing good in the same season that the Patriots and the Panthers are doing good. When you have the Patriots and the Panthers doing so well, the the Bengals and the Cardinals just aren't that uh, that flashy phone call. Well, I mean, even still. Even but when, let's take away from that. The Bengals were still more talked about than the Cardinals. The yeah. Bengals. The Cincinnati Well, teams. that's because no one really wants to hear from the Bengals until the playoffs happen because they've done good for years. No. And then they've no, they have no, no, the no, no, they have this season. They have been in no. everyone's mouth. Yes, they have. They have been in everyone's mouth. You just – it's it's – no, but the main thing they say is we won't believe them until the playoffs. No, no, I don't hear that either. I hear more shock, like, wow, look at the the Bengals, man, check this out. Did I see that? Okay, they lost. But and I hear a lot of people one. saying Andy Dalton can't win the big game or the flashy game or the primetime game. And neither can Rex Grossman at the Super Bowl in right. 2006. Okay, he was there. You know what I'm saying? We just, you know, hey, we digress back to that period. We'll give it a moment of silence. Okay, mm-hmm. we're over. All right. <laughs> but, you know, no, but, I mean, not, even, you don't really hear a lot about Arizona. You hear more, you like, don't. you hear more Carolina. You hear more about, you hear more about, more about Washington at five and six. Right. You know, versus Arizona, who's a nine and two team. Um, you know, you hear more about the Bengals, like we were just saying. You know, they would. I mean, like the Indianapolis is kind of in the conversation a little bit, but not as much as Cincinnati is. You know, it, it, almost in the conversation. it almost feels like people expected out of the Cardinals. It's like people yes, expected. Ex- so like, that's exactly what it was. So they're like, people, well, why are we talking I mean, about Like, you all should have done this a year ago. Okay, you got the same squad. All right, yeah, you winning, you should be. And, and they expected the Cardinals to win, so when they talk about the Redskins, they're shocked. 
that they're doing good. When they talk about the Colts, they're shocked that they're doing bad. When they talk about the Bears, they're shocked that the Bears are doing good. It's more but or less they a surprise talk about, But 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 they 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 don't let up on the Patriots well, I, I at mean, all. At all, they don't no. let up on them. No. Hey, but let's not keep it real. Seasons. The mothership of all sporting channels is Is who? The mothership of all sports channels is in New England. That's not my mothership, though. Okay, it's not your mothership, but the biggest right, sports so. channel that exists is the biggest sports channel that exists. And let's keep it real. Whether we agree with them or not, but that they still definitely influence matter. the sports talk. That's, that still doesn't matter. Okay, so what are all the other – I mean, it's so that I can go to Chicago Sports Nation and still not hear anything about Arizona. They want I'm not saying that uh, – I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that channel influences – national conversation. I think people just expect they they're not they're like you guys go I, I just people are like, okay, yeah, you're winning. You should. Alright. Well I, and I and I and I kinda agree with you. It's like, you know, it's one of those things, man. If you let's say you're at a drag, you know, you you're at a race or whatever and this person has this car and this person has this car. The person with the car on the left has the best car, so you expect him to win because you expect him to win. Arizona's that car on the left that you expect to win because they already got to win. If they're not winning, then it's like, okay, what's wrong with y'all? Because y'all got to take. You know, so that's a, that's a totally I agree with you. If the Corvette and, uh, goes right. up against the Ford Escort, exactly. you expect right. that's what we're that Corvette so to win. Like, so you expect but, that. And it's kind of like because of that, no one's paying them any attention because they're like, "Dude, you like the the, oh, like, the Ferrari? Like, like, you should, like, you, you, like you should, you be should be winning. Like, you, you, it's, it's like, with, like, you know, it's, it's like the same thing with New England. They should be winning, but New England has won this year in spite of all their injuries. Injuries, Edelman's down. He's still out, I believe. Um, you know, and they find a way to win, so which makes them the intriguing story. Simply because they're overcoming all the injuries and, and you know and things. And but also we can't you know, forget about the Patriots between Edelman, Gronk, and um, Amendola. All three of them will be back. Exactly. You know, so for them to still be able to do what they do and and they're kind of shorthanded, you know, that's the conversation. But when you look at, you know, I mean, I was looking at a, um, I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it later on. But they were talking to uh, Michael Irvin was talking to Larry Fitzgerald about why they're doing so well. Like, man, we expect you to do well. You should be. It's let's not mm-hmm. forget. We should not. We, we, you know, it's one of the things where we're not about to blow your horn and 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 do all of that because you know y'all having a winning season. It's not the first time you've had a winning winning season. Let's be for real. You know, it might be the first time. Uh, get it together, you know, and get back to that point. But come on, dude, for real. Why we don't even have? That's not even the conversation to have. Hey, like, nobody wants yeah, to, talk to, <laughs> talk to talk to them. We know they won't talk to them. <laughs> They're like Larry Fitzgerald. You know, we know he's Thanks for coming out. You know, we appreciate the interview. Larry ain't said nothing. So you know, and it's that's pretty much how it grows. Like, you know, it goes. As it is, 
But, you know, when it really comes down to it, you know, it's still going to be. I don't think anybody, yeah. unfortunately, as good as they are, I don't think there's fear. And and I no. think that's the problem. And and, and then that's, yeah, that's I weird. I think that's the problem because nobody expects, like, the scores that the Redskins have had lately, everybody, like, literally, I've, I've had to post it, and, and I'm live tweeting for NFC North games, and I'm like, dude, do you guys see this, like, 44 to 7? Like, you, you know, even when it comes to the controversy around the controversy around the Lions and, and the, the Panthers and the controversy when it comes to, heck, the Bengals, all of those things, there's like some sort of spark to it. Even when the Patriots lost, people were outside, like you know, it was the Fourth of July or something. Like, oh my God, it happened. So there, and there's just not that that spark when it comes. Like everyone expects Arizona to win, and if Arizona lost, I honestly believe people would be like, well, you know, even the Patriots lost more. I don't even think people would be like, oh my God, the Cardinals lost. Like I don't even, I don't, you know. They're like, yeah, I mean, football. you know, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, hmm, yeah, so <laughs> they're winning. Right, they're like the San Antonio Spurs. Like, oh, well, you know, they play fundamentally like, sound. I guess they were going to win. I mean, it's, it's, that is a great point because most times when people, when you talk about basketball, they mention San Antonio, it's like, oh, well, you know, I got a whip. It's cool. Then you go talk yeah. about some other teams who, who, have, who are even more, who are struggling more, who have some type <laughs> of. Uh, controversy going on with a player, or it, because it's more—I hate to say it's more interesting. I mean, yeah, too, like if, if we of, use that analogy, let's look at it. Uh, Golden State is what twenty-one and zero, and guess um, what? I think really. If Golden State are twenty-one and zero, and see, and see, and, and, right, and you've been four games behind, and Cash's response is exactly what we're talking about when it comes to 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 Arizona. Oh, yeah, I mean, really. but still only four games behind. Still only four games behind. Nobody cares. <laughs> but nobody cares. Cause like... cause we are talking cares. about LeBron James, Harden, Westbrook. And nobody cares. We don't talk about the Spurs. I mean, mm. you know, the Christophs Porzingis video commercial? On the screen. I mean, I swear they probably made a low-back commercial up on World Star Hip Hop. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> That's another conversation, though. <laughs> yeah, totally. So now that we've oh, gotten oh. our NFC, our NFC, oh. <laughs> North Talk out of the way, um, you do know that, of course, the Packers mollywopped the Lions and ended their any dreams they've had of the postseason. So now they have to pick a team to root for. Um, we've got the, the, the Bears. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy what Martha Ford does for the next few weeks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Man, she, I, I, she had them Jackie on that. Well, it's about to be. Yeah. People talk to yeah. People thought Jim Caldwell was going to make it to the uh, end of the season. I don't think he's going to make it now. It is the end of the oh, season. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Uh, um, I, I know we're going to eventually segue into our 
into our uh, college football part. Uh-huh. Last thing, because I love saying this man's name. I'm looking forward to the moment when Caldwell is fired and Jim Bob Cooter is elevated to the head. We're going to have a head. Jim Bob Cooter. I don't know if he should be moved, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Gonna, so with that, they, I'm going to tell you right now what they're going to do. But I just would love to see a head coach in the NFL named Jim Bob Cooter. They're gonna lay, they gonna they gonna give him a this is why. They're not gonna say Jim Bob Cooter. Do you realize the screen on Thursday? Huh? Jim Bob Cooter's name was on the screen a million times and they kept saying his name over and over about the relationship between Jim Bob Cooter and Matt Stafford. Jim Bob Cooter. Okay. Y'all right. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said, I know I said I wanted the Vikings to win today. Any more Vikings? Seahawks? Who who you guys think? I want them to win today only because, like we said, I don't think, you know, the guys that are out there, people want to see Seattle in the playoffs. And then I just want to be, you know, I would like for them to go ahead and continue doing what they're doing. And hopefully, Teddy. You know, Riz on the cover water can get his connection there. He can have his troubles and, uh, you know, get them a win uh, and keep, make, keep moving forward. You know, we, I think we'll see, definitely see Adrian Peterson do his thing as always. It's never a guy who's going to show up and perform. It's just a matter of whether or not he has to have a game plan or where they can stop them. That's going to be the issue. If they stop him and then they get Teddy into, you know, a throwing match or whatever, I really don't see how they're going to come out and stop that. You know, I'm pulling for them, hoping that they can pull it out. And, Teddy, I, I know you saw me tag. Well, you may not have saw me tag. You should be getting ready. But, yes, I tagged you as Red over Trouble Water on Twitter. The so Bears fan in, right in me has me so conflicted. The Bears fan in me wants the Bears to make the playoffs. So I need to root for the Vikings. But the Bears fan in me also does not like rooting for the Vikings. I understand, but, you know, it's what it comes down to. See, this, this is the point in the season where it's about check. It's not about whether you like the third team. You know, because you, 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 we, need, we, need, we need them to do some things so that the Bears can do some things. It's really what it comes down to. One shoulder saying, please, Vikings win. I got the other shoulder talking about, man, you're going to root for the Vikings. So what are you going to do, Mike? Oh, I'm rooting for the Vikings to win because I need to make the playoffs. I'm listening to the one on the on the shoulder that wants the Bears to make the playoffs. I'm gonna keep it. All right. Well, with that being said, that was a exciting once again. Short period of time. Exciting college football, and there's some breaking news and all kind of things going on. So I am officially turning it over to Mike and Michael so they can break down their enthusiasm of college football and tell you who won, who lost, who's going nowhere. Wait, well, right. first of all, there were some great games, but the chalk aspect of it, because with Clemson winning and Alabama winning, it removed all fun in Who's going to be in the college playoff? The same four teams that we do last Tuesday are going to be the same four teams by the end of today. The announcement comes by the end of today. 
And I'm right there with you, Big Pippin. Um, I think that what happens is, you know, we're starting to see a, a, a greater turn. Because me personally, you know, with the old bowl system and the old, you know, the BCS uh, crap, we'll call it that because it was, um, I was, you know, it's like it was always the SEC team that was with you know, most of the time. Or they were always, everybody's pushing up the, the SEC. Has the well, the SEC bias and that computer rated, the computer aspect of the BCS rated the SEC so high that their wins were weighted too much to affect the overall rankings. Right. And, but the, the human aspect is looking at things, they realize, the SEC is not what we once thought they were. And then for those that still believe the SEC is king, yes, the SEC might have more ranked teams, but look at where they're ranked. They're ranked in the bottom ten. Yeah, exactly. And you have then how many spots before the next SEC team? Let me see. Next one. And then they probably brought them this morning because they were number ten going into yesterday's game. After losing to Alabama, they probably dropped. Yeah, so, hold on. Let me check it out. I would see that. Like the SEC as such a strong conference anymore. The only team, the only conference that I would respect as competitive with the Big Ten is the Pac-12. Yeah, I'll give you that. I can give you that. Yeah, because we've got, like, um, let's see, Michigan State, Ohio State, they were both four and five, so and Ohio, Iowa is number seven. So we got three teams in the top ten. You know, I kind of always put Notre Dame in, in, in our conference, even though they're, you know, they're not. But Notre Dame only plays one team in the Big Ten. They're, Notre Dame, although technically they're still independent in the, a, right. in the uh, college thing, they're a de facto member of the ACC. So are they? Yes. Yes. The rest of the sporting teams for Notre Dame play in the ACC. They yeah. decided to keep themselves independent, but their schedule is representative of being in the ACC. That's yeah. why and that's why they played UNC. Um, they are still independent. They are the only team in college sports that has its own contract with national television. That is why so many players wanted to play for Notre Dame. Once the SEC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 started getting those national television contracts, Notre Dame stopped being the place that everybody wanted to play for the way they used to play because everybody wanted to be on TV on Saturdays. Well, you can be on TV on any one of these big Power Five conferences, period. Very true. Very, very true. Big congratulations out to Michigan State for representing us, well, the Big Ten and the football playoff. We are definitely happy for them. Um, Connor Cook, we spoke of him a little bit earlier um, as, pos- as being a possible um, viable candidate to come here and play in Chicago. Uh, definitely, you know, he's a, he's a good kid. I, I believe he does have talent uh, for what I've seen of him this year. But you know, I don't know if he's like a number one on this level as of yet. I think that he would be. It would be very smart. I for see Connor Cook as a second or third round QB. Yeah, I, second I, or third I would round. expect him to go on the second or third round if he decides to come out this year. That would be best for him anyway. 
because it's going to put him in a position to where he gets to learn. You know, you get to like we said before. You know, um, I've said this before when you when you when you play football on all different levels, the game gets a lot faster. So from grade school to you know from like Wee to grade school, it gets faster because you're dealing with bigger and faster kids. So from grade school. From there to high school, you get faster. You got bigger and faster kids. Same thing with college. Same thing when you get to the NFL. Everybody's bigger, faster, and stronger now. So the game moves. And the game action is faster. So what I would like, you know, I think he'll probably go like in the, in the second or third round and go to the big I mean, thing. You know, I think that would be best for him. I wouldn't want to go first round for what. <laughs> one of the, let's look at one of the last third round QBs to do well in the NFL, aka Russell Wilson. When you're a second or third round, or fifth or sixth round, you have low expectations. So when you surprise the NFL and you sit back, the last first round QB I remember sitting is Aaron Rodgers. And the only reason he sat is because he was behind. behind. If you sit and you learn, you have a chance of surviving. Because in his rookie, well, I won't say his rookie year, in his first season as the starting QB, he hit the ground running because he learned what to do and what not to do. He also learned, I don't have to be Brett Favre. I can be myself. And Blaine Gabbard, what was the guy out of Florida State uh, that played for uh, Minnesota uh, began with a C. I forget what his name was. He also was a first-rounder. Uh, okay. Uh, E.J. Manuel was a first-rounder. First-round choices, Mark Sanchez. Hey, man. I don't even want to talk about Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, but this is my point. But, I mean, but, when right, you exactly. are, I mean, the he, expectations he, are higher. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you know, because you are a first-round um, draft pick, and because people do expect you to say hit the ground running when you're when you're drafted that high, you know, and and that you know that may be one of the stories we have to do, man. You know, can your draft, uh, you know, can your draft position hurt you? You know, hurt hurts you know your expectations. The answer to that question you know? is a resounding yes. Yes, it is. You know, so I think we, you know, we should definitely look into doing something on that part. Um, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, we are going to be tailgating here at the Sportsman Lounge at one forty three forty eight Paulina Street in Dixmore, starting at twelve when the game starts in ten minutes. So please, 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 come on down, kick it with us, enjoy the game, have some food, some drink specials, and you know we're going to have a good time as usual when we're here. Uh, Mike, you want to tell them where they can find us at? You can always find us on the TuneIn Radio app, excuse me. Uh, there's this invention called a mute button that I forgot to push. Uh, you can find us on the TuneIn Radio app. And then you can also easily find us on blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. I personally re-listen to our show using an Apple Podcast app. And Cassandra has fallen in love with the RSS radio app. There are plenty of ways to find us, but the easiest two are probably are probably 
the TuneIn Radio app, and then blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio. Good deal. And just in case you were wondering what the scores were yesterday, you did not get a chance to, uh, you know, see your team play. Uh, I'll go over those real quickly for you. Uh, number one, Clemson, who's, like you said, going to be playing Oklahoma in the playoffs. Beach, number 10, Carolina, North Carolina, 45-37. Number two, Alabama, demolished Florida, 29-15. And in a down to the buzzer type of game, uh, Michigan State over Iowa, 16-13. Um, Iowa, ladies and gentlemen, is actually a very good ball club. Um, I know we talked about their schedule and everything, um, but if you look at the score, to me, anytime you have a low-score game, you have two teams that are really playing it out um, and really going against each other. That means the defensive side of both teams is really working. Another um, thing that I liked about that game was we got to see how strong Iowa really was. Because they are, man. Be, right, correct. They are. I've been looked down upon all season because they played in the Big Ten East. Mm-hmm. Uh, they felt that Iowa's only good win was against Northwestern. I disagree with that because that win over Wisconsin also meant something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, Iowa did their job. They felt Michigan State went through the gauntlet because they played Ohio State and Michigan. But Iowa, this is a good team. Yeah, they are. And that's the one thing about it. You know, even their defensive player, um, the defensive end, I forgot his name, last name is Calhoun. Um, But even he said, he's like, man, you know, I didn't realize how big these guys were. He said, these are some of the biggest, you know, running backs I've seen. I hit one up high and had to be like, oh, I need to go lower. I can't hit him that high. You know, so it's not that they were a bad club as much as people were saying, oh, they're scheduled, they're scheduled. No, they're a good ball team. You know, they fought, they fought hard, and unfortunately, they couldn't bring out the win this year. But I, I do expect to see them, um, you know, back at, back in the top rankings next year. Uh, to continue on, Stanford beats uh, USC 41-22. Uh, Texas beat number 12, Baylor 23-17. And Houston ran out scores, beat, 20, uh, beat Temple 24-13. to um, of course, there's more scores than that, ladies and gentlemen. We are aware of that, but those are just the ones that we want to put read off for you today. We're about to go ahead and get ready for the tailgate. And Cass, are you back online with us? Um, no, I think we're good. We're ready to wrap up. It's, it's game time. Yeah, so we're going to about to get time. ready for the game, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, you are more than happy, more than welcome to come down here and kick it with us at 14348 Paulina Street, Dixmore, Illinois, 60426 if you need to put it into your GPS so you can get yes, come. the game starts Plenty of beer specials, drink time. specials, tons of fun. Tons of fun, food, everything. You've got to come. Bartel gave with us. It's a great time as usual. So, guys, thank you so much. Another great show, another NFL Sunday. I'm excited. Go Vikings. Tune in to us next Sunday as we do a recap. Either my feelings will be hurt and Mike will be happy or I'll be happy and hopefully the Bears and wild card. But whatever it is, we know the Lions are done for this season. In the yeah, exactly. We know that they are. We tried to help them. We did. We did. And we so really thank did. you we so much for listening. This is Cass signing out. And this is Mike and Michael. And we're out of here. You all have a great day. Enjoy your games.